and welcome to episode one of Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, a podcast series commemorating the 1995 University of Montana Football National Championship, the first national championship in the history of the University of Montana Grizzly football program, and a real turning point, uh, a crescendo in one sense, and also a uh, tone setter in another sense for the University of Montana. The football program, certainly, and also the city of Missoula and the state of Montana at large. Happy to be with you, Ryan Tutel, alongside Colton Nuanas and Coulter. uh, We're so very excited to bring this podcast series to uh, to everyone's to the state of Montana and to uh, people who have been around the Grizzly program for many, many years, already 25 years removed from uh, that national championship. I remember it's one of the stark memories I have of growing up in the city of Missoula was uh, that game and and the ensuing what I perceived to be parade and I was told later in life was in fact a party that was happening in the city of Missoula after their victory over Marshall in Huntington, West Virginia back in uh, December 16th 1995 that game 22 to 20 and uh, we are excited to revisit a whole bunch of memories, uh, stories some of which I think some people know and I hope many of which people maybe have not heard. I know that we have uh, several coming up in particular in our first episode episode uh, with a guest with Mick Holine. Several stories in there that were new to me that I certainly was not aware of. I think nobody else would be. But Coulter, when we look at this team, that season, the magical run that it was, the place that it put people like Dave Dickinson and Don Reed in the in the psyche and history of the University of Montana, and also all of the you know, names and personalities and people that were around it, whether it was coaches, whether it was players, whether it was administrators, whether it was President Dennison, whether, you know, whoever it might have been, a, a special time and place, a moment in time. College football as a whole is highlighted by and defined by tradition, pageantry, history. So often men that were larger than life established the foundation of great football programs which then go on to define schools but when you look at the top level of college football the 1a level the fbs level of college football there's really only two schools that are new to the dance so to speak in terms of winning national championships and being nationally relevant in the quote-unquote modern era over the last 30 to 35 years. That's Miami and Clemson. Everyone else started building the foundation and tradition of their program way back in the 1800s a lot of times, but mostly at least in the World War I into World War II eras. You look at all the teams that have won national championships, from Princeton to Yale to Alabama, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, USC, Michigan, Harvard, Nebraska, Pitt, Yeah, go way, way back. All the way down the line. They have national championships recently, to be sure. But also, some of their first were close to, if not 100 years ago. There's very few programs that are, in relativity of the history of college football, new to the prominence. And I think that people that have lived in Missoula for 35 or less years might not know how the foundation of the University of Montana football program was built. 
if you only have known the Grizz from 1990 on, you've only known one of the winningest and most successful programs in the history of college football at any level. Which is impressive because that is 30 years of winning in tradition. It is, absolutely. But separate from almost any other school, there really is no institution that went from downtrodden, middle of the road, can't keep up with the Joneses even within their own league, to what the University of Montana became. Our first Grizz Greats podcast, Grizz Greats the Coaching Tree, highlighted the University of Montana men's basketball program and the foundation that Judd Heathcote was able to build and how that even influenced the women's basketball program as well because Robin Selvig played for Judd Heathcote. But University of Montana was a basketball school, point blank, first and foremost, for most of the beginning of the Big Sky Conference era. The Big Sky Conference was founded in 1963. Division AA was founded in 1978. During that entire portion of history, football in state and in the Big Sky Conference was dominated by a whole bunch of regional rivals of the Grizzlies that weren't Montana. Montana State won the 1976 and 1984 national championships. Nevada, a perennial power. Boise State, the 1980 national champions and a perennial power. Idaho, two handfuls were the playoff berths during the the first 10 to 12 years of Division I AA. And Montana was back here playing for fifth, basically. But the tipping point and the confluence of events that occurred between the opening of Washington Grizzly Stadium in 1985, the hiring of Don Reed in 1986, and the ultimate culmination of the Grizzlies winning the 1995 national championship, it changed the entire landscape of Grizz football, the University of Montana, Missoula, Montana, Western Montana, the state of Montana, and the Big Sky Conference forever. And I believe that it really is one of the most rapid rises in the history of college football. And this team, the 1995 team that we will remember in this podcast series, they are the ones that orchestrated that that entire rise and caused that entire tipping point. I have said this, uh, and I think a lot of people think that it's somewhat tongue-in-cheek or it's just trying to be uh, maybe contrarian or whatever. I mean this all the way down to my toes. I don't believe there has ever been a legitimate national champion in the history of what is now FBS college football. It, it does not exist. It was a vote at one time, which is atrocious. Then it was a computer that generated a one football game between two teams. Now we have a four-team playoff. It's better than it's ever been. It's still not good. And it does not, to me, deliver on what is the intention of playing a season and then getting to a playoff and then the the atmosphere and the effort and the work and the attrition that goes into playing a full playoff. The 1AA National Championship, as it was in 1995, and then the FCS playoffs as it's been recently, to be in the National Championship game seven times, as the University of Montana has been since 1995. I mean, they did that in the span of, what, 14 14 seasons? 1995 to 2009, seven National Championship appearances in the playoffs every single year, a record 17 consecutive playoff bursts stemming from 1993, which is sort of the precursor to what we're going to get into and we talked about with many of the subjects of this podcast about 1993 and 94 those heartbreaking losses in the playoffs and the way they set the table for 1995 but you go all the way down the line 12 straight big sky conference championships 15 out of 18 big sky conference championships between 2000 and 2009 the university of montana won 119 games that was more than any program in the history of college football ever usc texas oklahoma alabama 
everybody, only North Dakota State this last 10 years has surpassed that, but 119 wins in one decade. It couldn't have happened without the table setting that the 1995 team did at Montana. And by analogy, I guess, or metaphor, however you want to talk about it, even, say, Alabama with Nick Saban and the championships, handful of championships that they've had and also a couple appearances in a national championship, they – all you got to do now getting in I understand you got to be great during the regular season that's fine but you you got to win two games you got to win two games to do it and to go you know week in and week out for a month against the best teams in the nation and then play you know on a neutral site or in the case of the 95 and 96 teams an away game uh, to uh, to win or play for a national championship. There's nothing like it. And you're absolutely right. Until it was surpassed by North Dakota State on the run that they're on right now, Montana stood alone in terms of the greatest 15-year span in the history of college football for what it was that they were doing. There may be a couple of – there's some been some D3 programs that have been absolutely – I mean, like 144 and five over the course of a decade of football and that kind of thing. So I, 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 uh, I tip my cap to them, but you're absolutely right. As good as it gets. And, and that foundation was built up from 85 to 95, but, and it was cemented in 95 with that national championship. And that created what came after it and, and still unfolds to this day. The shift of dynamic is completely unique as well, because the, Tipping points have happened in college football often, but they almost never resonate for such a long period of time. Even when Bear Bryant had it rolling at Alabama, Alabama then still had to go back down to the doldrums before they had the next tipping point, which was the hiring of Nick Saban, which then led Alabama to where they are now. The Grizzlies went from David to Goliath right. in one season. And then they weren't just the spunky team who's trying to catch up with Georgia Southern and Appalachian State and Eastern Kentucky and Youngstown State. All of a sudden, they were the Goliath. And they stayed that way for basically 15 years. But even the, 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 the standard of excellence that they set made it so that this last decade, Montana won 79 games. They won no Big Sky titles. They made it to the playoffs five times, including a year that where the playoff bid has been erased because of sanctions, but that's here nor there. But they basically were better than almost every program in the country, yet not even close to good enough for what their internal and external expectations are around the state of Montana. And that's why this shift is so profound. Imagine if Montana would have won five out of those seven national championship games where the program would be today. Who knows? But I think that's one thing that's kept it hungry. But the breakthrough that happened in 1995, it, it forever changed the landscape of Division One AA, which became the FCS, the Big Sky Conference, and the University of Montana. I think the direct increase in, in enrollment at the University of Montana, how in vogue it became to be a grizz of any form or fashion for kids from the state of Montana and from the northwestern United States, it all can be stemmed from this one origin point, which is the 1995 national championship season. Well, this has been such a fun project to work on. Uh, we are thrilled to be able to bring it to you. And we have a ton of guests. We anticipate this being a 25 part series, one for each of the years, if you want to think of it that way. As I mentioned earlier, Mick Holine is our very first guest. He was a guy who you know, we had a front seat for decades to Grizzly football, and certainly that that 
magical 1995 season and a great voice, a great storyteller, and uh, somebody that I think people will resonate with. But we are excited with all of the guests that we have gotten and continue to get. And I think you'll be uh, very happy with the group of people that we found to participate with us. And our thanks to them and our thanks to you for being with us on this Grizz Great Silver Anniversary podcast journey that we embark on now. I hope people can take from this not just the tremendous tangible memories of that run and what made that team special, uh, moments in time they'll never be forgotten from Dave Dickinson's utter dominance and peerless leadership to Andy Larson's legendary field goal to win the game at Marshall uh, to just the way that set the pace for what the next 25 years held. But I hope that people can also learn about the shift in dynamic in the state of Montana, the way that this team influenced and helped innovate what we see college football as today, particularly when it comes to the offenses, the way that it influenced college football around the Western United States, because you have McDenahy take over after Don Reed rides off into the sunset after winning a national championship in his last season. And then the stamp that McDenahy was able to leave both at Montana and then Utah State. Jerome Sowers and the way he was able to go then to Northern Arizona and set the pace. The rise of Brent Pease from a student assistant to an SEC offensive coordinator and one of the great offensive minds in all of college football. The coaching tree is profound, but also the way that it changed the face of the city of Missoula. Missoula had long been a romanticized town that was a mecca for fly fishermen, intellectuals, free spirits, uh, a wonderful place to be sure where you can find discourse and thinkers and uh, a variety of really appealing things, but never a college football mecca. And that's what it has become. And in a lot of ways, that's what Missoula, Montana is defined as now still to this day. So I hope people can take from this the influence that this had, not just on football, not just on the athletic department, but of the influence it had on this community of Missoula, Montana and Western Montana as a whole. Our thanks to Blackfoot Communications and First Security Bank for making this possible. We are excited about it. We hope you're excited about it. Thanks for being with us for Grizz Grace, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, a podcast series. Enjoy. Enjoy.